0: One of the first things that I want you to realize about anything in your life is that you have seasons. You have the person that you used to be in the past, the person that you are today, and the person that you're going to be in the future. And if you're a woman who really wants to take hold of her life and become all that you were born to be, it must be something that's constantly on your mind. This idea of being willing to change. This is something that I know happens often during the new year, right? We have these resolutions, these ways that we want to improve our lives. But most of the things that you must change are things that require actionable steps each and every day and some help. Most of these things in your life, you cannot change on your own. You do need divine help from God to be able to truly make it lasting. I used to have a list by my bed that I would read and it had all these things that I wanted to change about myself. And it was the same list almost every single year because things really never changed. Maybe I could do something for one week or for one month, but it never lasted. The moment all of that changed was the moment where I gave my life to Christ and he helped me with my personal helper, the Holy Spirit, to truly change all of these areas. So I want to make it clear that it's not easy, but you do have help. And with that being said, the very first way that I change as a person is I developed boundaries. Boundaries are a way of you figuring out what your beliefs are, what's important to you. And ensuring that you get those needs met in life. For me, it meant that I had, for me personally, being someone that's considered too nice or a nice person, I had to learn where I stopped and others began. I had to learn how to say no to everyone, even myself. And I do have a series coming up on boundaries because it's something that the Lord has really worked hard on me with. And I want to share what I've learned with you because I know so many of you ladies struggle in this area. But learning how to have boundaries with myself, with my family, with my coworkers has truly changed my life because I no longer I'm a slave to what other people want. I'm able to say yes to my needs. I'm able to receive help without feeling like I owe people something or feeling bad. And I'm able to be confident about my no and not feeling like I have to go back and make excuses and apologies and allow things that I truly don't want in my life. So that has been the number one most helpful way that I've grown as a person is by setting clear boundaries for myself and for other people. Another thing that I started doing was watching the way that I spoke. I had a way of speaking that was very negative and self-deprecating, and I didn't always realize it. I had to start really paying attention to every single word that came out of my mouth. But aside from that, one thing that was very difficult for me to stop doing, because I started at such a young age, was cursing. I was never allowed to curse at home. So it wasn't like this was something that was in my environment, but because I wasn't allowed to curse at home and I was listening to music with so much cursing and people did it at school, I ended up having it in my vocabulary, but I ended up saying like, this is something I want to stop doing and the Lord definitely helped me with this. I was able to stop cursing because I also felt like it made me look cheap. Like, I was going through all of these changes and changing the way that I showed up in the world. But then when I would speak, I'm using profanity and it cheapened me. And I felt cheap. I felt like... This doesn't go with who I am. Like, it doesn't go with my outfit. It doesn't go with my degrees. It doesn't go with my lifestyle. It's just not cute. And with that, I also had to be mindful of the people that I was around because I noticed that certain people brought that sort of like cussing energy out of me because they curse so much. And believe it or not, when you stop cursing, when you make a decision to stop using profanity, when you hear it, it sticks to you like it's like a knife going through you. It's very sharp and painful. It doesn't feel good to even hear. So that's something that I stopped doing. That's been so helpful. I find other things to say, to convey my thoughts. I find or make up words to use. And it just helps me in being a more elegant woman. Another way that I change drastically as a person, and this one is the most important of all. And these are in no particular order. I was just kind of thinking out loud. And so this is not like from greatest to least, all of these things are equally important, but this one stands out more than all of them. When I actually gave my life to God and was baptized by the Holy spirit, I changed completely as a person and I was adopted into the family of God. Now this may sound sort of like, Eh, whatever, you know, cliche or whatnot, but it's very significant if you have issues with your family because a lot of things that you're going to change as a person, whether it's your femininity or it's your education or it's your personality. If you've been a certain way your entire life or your family has seen you in a certain way or has treated you a certain way, when you become adopted into God's family, when you become born again, you realize that your family is God and God's children. Yes, you have your earthly family. You have your mom and your dad and your sister and your brothers, but your true family are the people who live for Christ. Those are your true brothers and sisters. And yes, you have your earthly parents, but the Lord is your parent. He is your mother. He is your father. And that has been so life-changing for me because it's allowed me to stop a lot of like harmful behaviors that I was engaging with, with my family to fit in with them. I was able to say no to them or just completely distance myself from certain things because I did not feel this allegiance to them over my allegiance to God. And I felt a lot of comfort with saying no to certain things or with having my boundaries. And realizing that, yes, they may be upset, but even though they're upset, it doesn't change anything. The one person, the one entity that I need to please is God. And my relationship with God is much higher than my relationship with my early family. And for those of you who are foster children or adopted children or don't have a good relationship with your father or your mother or your family... Being in God's family gives you a completely different confidence, a completely different attitude towards yourself and towards life. Understanding that you are placed in your earthly family, but they are not your only family. And this family is an everlasting one. Another way that I transformed as a feminine woman is I had to, I had to stop gossiping. This was a huge one for me because I was doing it in so many ways I didn't even realize. Not only was I being a participant in talking about people, whether I knew them or not. So we're talking even like celebrities, people that I don't even know, but still gossiping about their lives and listening to gossip. Not necessarily being the person who was talking about someone, but being the recipient, being the listener. And it took me realizing like, hmm, why do people think it's okay for them to talk about this person in front of me? Like, how come they don't think I'm going to say something? And it really was something that I worked on for so long and felt zero. And it was something I worked on for a really long time, but felt like I had zero progress with it. I would start, then I would stop, or I would be able to do it with some people and not other people. And this took so much prayer, and it took me really understanding the gravity of what gossip is, how God sees gossip, what happens when you talk about people of God, and how It's just everything about gossiping is just so disgusting to me now, and it just feels so trashy when I see people doing it. I realize the kind of people who like to engage in gossip and what their lives are really like, and I see why they do it. And I don't feel like that. I don't have a life like that. I'm not in that space, and I don't want to agree with any of those people on what they're doing. And I started noticing people around me who were brave enough because a lot of times once I was working on it, that's what I realized was I was not brave enough. I didn't have the courage to be able to say, like, we shouldn't be talking about this or changing the subject. I was more interested in pleasing that person by being an active listener or by engaging in the conversation. But again, being in the family of God, being a part of the kingdom of God, being in a completely new space, I realize I'm not like them. I don't want to be like them. I'm I'm in a completely different category. And it's okay for me to change the subject or it's okay for me to defend the person and move on. But I was having this issue not only like at work and with friends, but with family. And that was the most disturbing of all. And it took a lot of prayer and time for me to have the confidence to stand up to my family and say, this has got to stop. This is like the worst of it all because it's from people that you say you love. And I cannot, I cannot participate in this anymore. So this one was one of the hardest ones for me because it was happening within my own family, a lot of triangulation, a lot of nastiness that I was in the middle of. And I'm just so thankful that this is something that I despise and I no longer am a part of. Now, I want you to know that with some of these things, even though I have changed in these ways, I'm still working on some of these things in other ways. Because with anything, if you're not like actively, actively hypersensitive to it or working on it, the enemy will find like new little tricky ways to kind of let it sneak up on you. So I still have to be alert in all of these areas to make sure I don't fall back into them. But one thing that I've also been very diligent about doing is being a disciplined person, just trying to invoke more discipline in my life, because that is the only way To be able to get to your destiny, that's the only way to be able to get things done. And my husband is an extremely, exceptionally disciplined person. He is one of my biggest role models in being able to watch someone set out a goal and work through it and not make excuses for it and do things when he's tired, when he doesn't feel like it, and make sure that he does what he said he's going to do. That's major. And I wanted to make sure that I was doing that so I can meet my own goals. So just disciplining myself um, with certain things, whether it's what I eat, the things that I do with my time, the time that I wake up, spending time with God, taking care of certain things, whether it's like dry cleaning or grooming things, just ensuring that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Most of these things are really for myself. And Again, with boundaries, like I have to show up for myself and take care of myself and be able to trust my own word with myself. And that's something that I'm continuously doing. I'm definitely not where I should be yet. I have a lot of room to grow, but it's gotten so much better than it used to be. The one area that I'm still working on with discipline is my finances, being able to say no to myself, to purchase certain things and to go to certain places, I have to work on that still. It's still a work in progress, but it's definitely not where it used to be. Another thing that's changed in my life is me taking responsibility for things that have happened in my past. It was really easy for me getting to a point where I was looking at my life and I was wanting to change myself. And I had a lot of excuses as to why I'm this way and what happened to me and all of these things without looking at how I... Caused some of those things to happen or how I got myself in a position for those things to happen. And yeah, it's not every single thing, but for me, it's about 99.9%. Things that were in my control that I allowed to happen, I started to take ownership of those things. And that was important because that's how I was able to pinpoint what areas in my life I need help with and start to change instead of blaming other people and becoming bitter and angry with the world. Another way that I changed and have transformed as a woman is by taking my spiritual life more seriously. What I mean by that is I started doing things like paying more attention to what was going on with myself internally, trying to do things like stay out of jealousy. If I see someone who was getting a certain thing in the past, I would be really hard on myself and think, oh, am I ever going to have this? And That was really destructive for me. And it's something that I'm so thankful the Lord worked on. But it wasn't until I got to the point where I was able to admit to myself, okay, yeah, maybe I am a bit of a jealous person or envious person in these particular categories. And once I was able to come to terms with that reality, I was able to then ask God for help and begin to change. And not only that, but I was able to look around my circle I noticed the people who were also jealous people who were feeding that side of me and I had to sort of shave those people out of my life or push them further away because their energy was impacting the way that I thought about things and some of those thoughts were not my own thoughts they were other people's thoughts that I took upon myself along with the notion of forgiving people when they've hurt me Forgiveness is one of the most difficult things for a person to do because it hurts. And, you know, some of us kind of stay in this place of feeling bad for ourselves and poor me. And so being able to forgive a person, being able to acknowledge that they hurt me, that they were wrong, but I'm still going to forgive them because that's what God has asked me to do. That's the only way God forgives me and there is something very powerful in the spirituality of forgiveness, I was able to do it with more grace and without holding a grudge, which holding a grudge is really not part of my personality. To be honest with you, I do forgive rather easily, but forgiveness in terms of also forgiving myself, realizing after reading the Bible and understanding how much God loves me and how Beautiful his personality is understanding that he does forgive us when we are able to repent and he removes the sins and he doesn't remember them and his mercies are new every morning. And so when I'm dealing with something that I feel bad about, I'm now able to put it away and forgive myself and move on and not stay a prisoner to my decisions, to my poor choices, and be able to continue because a lot of those things were holding me back in the past. Things that I've done that I know are wrong. I was holding onto those things and not allowing myself to grow and to be forgiven. So it is important for me to share that because I know so many of you struggle with forgiving yourself. And if you are a person who wants to give their life to Christ that is the one way you can escape feeling like that. And if you're a person who struggles with this, giving your life to Christ is the one way that you can truly move away from that because he died for this purpose. He died so that you wouldn't have to hold on to your mistakes and your poor choices and let them rule your life and let them hold you as a prisoner. He literally died for that. Purpose for you to be able to be forgiven and for you to be able to experience the beauty and the love of God every single day on this earth. Another way that I changed as a person, and this one's more exterior, is I started becoming more aware of the things that I was wearing. In the past, my wardrobe was pretty scandalous because I used to really like wearing those kinds of clothing. I like the way it looked, I felt like it went with sort of my racy personality. And when I grew and realized that a lot of the things that were part of my personality that I was holding on so tight to were things that were actually very destructive, very negative. And the clothes, the lifestyle I was living was all part of that. And so I no longer felt comfortable in certain outfits, it, it did not represent who I am as a person anymore. And so I became more intentional about my wardrobe, about wearing things that complimented me about having, you know, a color palette or things that were just easier for me so that I wasn't spending so much money on clothing. And I just was able to develop a better sense of style which helped me as a person in terms of my confidence and in terms of just knowing like who I am and being okay with what I want. And this is a little bit difficult to do, say when you're in high school and you're in college, but at a certain point, especially if you're in that sort of like space between college and being a full blown adult, it is important to realize that you may need to upgrade your wardrobe. You may need to elevate your style and let it be more representative of who you are and also who you see yourself being. Because sometimes you may not really know where you are as a person, but you do know the kind of woman that you want to be. And having that mental image is something that you can always use to work towards. And that's what I've always done is had a mental image of the woman that I know God created me to be because it's who I want to be and worked towards that image until it became who I am. Something else that's really important that I stopped doing in my life was giving unwanted advice. I had to really be more intentional about my friendships and my relationships and the conversations and realizing kind of what I needed to give. Not always feeling like I needed to give, give, give. Sometimes just being there to listen was all the person wanted. And I came from an environment that was pretty controlling in a sense, and sort of had this controlling attitude to myself that I felt was what was right and what was needed. And came to a point where I realized, you know what, sometimes just listening is all the person needs. And a lot of people don't want unsolicited advice. It's annoying. <laughs> and I had to incorporate that into my psyche and with my job being a psychologist, I'm always like that's what people want from me. So I'm always in this mode of like, oh, I must need to fix this problem. I must need to give them advice. It's why they want to talk to me. And realizing that that's not the case. It's not necessary for me to do that, especially when they did not ask. And that has helped my friendships and my relationship because it's put me in a space where I can just be and not be in thinking mode all the time, trying to solve other people's problems. They're not mine to solve. And regardless of who it is and what it is, people need to always seek God first. I am not the answer. I'm not going to be able to give everyone the answers that are going to change their lives. They need to seek God first. And sure, God can use me to give them a word or not. And that's okay. I don't need to take that on myself. And that was very freeing to be able to come to terms with. Something else that I did that really opened up my life in a positive way was manage my daydreaming. I used to be an excessive daydreamer from a very young age. And not to say that there's anything wrong with daydreaming. I mean, it was how I was able to sort of envision a life that I wanted. But I was in a place where I was always escaping my reality. And it got to the point where I felt like things were never enough. Even when I was having the things that were really great or things that I wanted, I was always daydreaming about something more. And so I was moving out of a place of gratitude into a place of fantasy. So I needed to kind of reel myself back into reality and allow myself to be able to do whatever I needed to do to get the things that I wanted, but not being in a place where I'm literally always daydreaming, always somewhere else, always wanting something more and accept the reality that I do have and be okay with it, come to terms with it live with it, deal with it, figure it out. And that has brought me so much joy. Another way my life has really opened up for me as a person is by praying for other people. I know that we hear this being thrown around all the time, like, Oh, I'm going to pray for you or, you know, knowing that it's important to pray for other people. But I sort of made it like an, an intentional thing that I did while praying. So before I pray for myself, I make sure that I go through my list of things that I've written down, people who I told I was going to pray for them, or I saw a need and wanted to pray for that person. I would literally write it down. And during my quiet time with God, spend time praying for them. This brought me so close to God. You think you get close to God just by praying? Imagine try praying for other people and you will see how God will draw himself near to you. And you will become more of an empathetic person. You end up pouring your heart into another person's life in a very beautiful way where they have no idea, but your spiritual presence is causing change in their lives. And the Lord will always reward you for that. And not only that, but when you pray for other people, those prayers come back to you. And God credits you in those beautiful ways that you're praying for other people. And I've seen it in my life in so many ways that it's something that I firmly stand upon. And I realize that those prayers usually get answered because they'll end up reaching out to me on their own and saying, oh, Michelle, thank you for praying for me because this ended up happening for me. And it was the point where it was happening every single time. So it was almost like God put something in their heart that lets them know that I prayed for them. But regardless of whether or not they reach out or not, I know that it works and it allows me to be able to put myself aside and pray for other people before praying for myself. And if you've ever done that, you'll see how difficult it is to put your needs aside because when we pray, we're usually trying to get straight to what we want and praying for others first. Another beautiful way that my life has opened up as a person is by me giving credit to God for every single thing. I have always given credit to God, say, if something happens or I pray for something and he let it come to pass, I would say, thank you, Lord. I would tell people about it. But I'm talking about the very small things, the favor that God gives me every single day, whether it's finding a parking spot that's like right in the front Or someone giving me something that I really needed, whether it's advice or it's something tangible, whether it's God getting me through a really tough conversation that I was really nervous about having, but allowed me to have a beautiful conversation without whatever it was that I was thinking was going to happen. Whatever it is, just thanking God for every single thing, even the smallest things like being able to fall asleep on a night where I'm tossing and turning has made the biggest difference in my life in terms of allowing me to realize that God is with me at all times and that so many wonderful things happen in my day that I was overlooking. I did not realize that fear was playing such a big role in my life until I started wanting to make certain changes and I was met with this feeling of discomfort and paralyzing sometimes, this fear that was stopping me from getting to whatever I needed. And so allowing myself to read scripture and pray about courage and fear has allowed me to be able to open up in this area where even if I feel afraid, I do it anyway. So doing things afraid has been so wonderful for me because it allows me to just know that I'm stretching and I'm growing and I'm changing. I never want to be the same person that I was a year before. I always want to look back and say, last year, I probably would have done that. Or when I was in college, chances are I would not have done what I did today. I never want to be having the same problem I had in the eighth grade that I'm having today. Things need to progress. And the only way that they can is if I recognize that I have a problem, I seek help, and I start doing it, even though I'm afraid. And that has been very challenging for me, but very rewarding because every time I do one thing, I realize I can do something else and I keep going and going and going until I'm where I want to be. The only way that I'm able to do that is by remembering that God is with me, that he goes before me in everything that I do. And he works things out before I even get to that point. But realizing that the Lord is in me and is literally with me in those scary moments has allowed me to have more confidence and courage to do what I need to do or what I want to do, whether it's just like a scary conversation I have to have with someone or it's something that I have to take a plunge into knowing I'm not alone, that he is with me and that he is not going to allow me to fail. Another way that I've changed and transformed is being a more generous person. Now, the Lord made me a generous person. That's my nature. I give very freely and very generously to the point where, you know, my whole life, people have kind of said, Michelle, like, that's kind of a lot or you're doing too much, but it's just part of who I am. But there was a time in my life where I got to a point where I started getting kind of like stingy and bitter about certain things and have pulled back. And so getting to a point where I feel very comfortable giving, I do have to be careful and I do have to sort of make a budget now when I give and not spend frivolously because that has also gotten me into problems. But I've gotten to the point where I give when I can, whatever my heart wants to give without feeling afraid that I won't have what I need. And so my right hand does not know what my left hand is doing. And it's a beautiful thing, especially with tithing and giving to God. Growing up, I did not tithe as a person. I somehow just kind of made it okay that I didn't have to. But once I became born again, once I got into the kingdom of God, I realized that this is God's money, that this is heaven's resources that he funnels to me through jobs or opportunities. Regardless, it's not my money anyway. So me giving back has been a way of me sort of thanking God for providing for me and then giving on top of that to show him that his kingdom resources are going to a good place. So I try to tithe every time I receive income from anything. And I have always had everything that I needed. I've never tithed and then been in a place where I had no money because the Lord already told me that he would always give me everything I needed. He said, do not worry about what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear, but he will take care of me. And I stand on that. So I know that I'll never get to a point where because I gave 10% of my income or however much I'm going to be without. He will always take care of me, but I also need to use wisdom and plan and budget and be mindful with my spending. But I will tell you through giving in abundance and typing, my life has been beyond blessed in ways that I have never experienced before. All of that that I've given has come back to me 10 times, a hundred times more in every single way, not just with material things, but in any and every kind of blessing that you can imagine. So it's not like you're giving and then it just like goes away. You give and it comes back to you. It's it's not even like, it's not even fair almost. It's like, how is this such a beautiful thing? But it's a spiritual law that God gave us. And if we just follow it, we'll be able to see the beauty in it. Another way my life has opened up and blossomed is by me being intentional about living in a clean space. I've always been one of those people who had an environment that reflected whatever was going on inside of me. So if I was tired, I would just kick off clothes and throw things anywhere. And then I would have one or two days a week where I would clean. But now I've gotten into a rhythm where I clean constantly. Not like in a erratic sense, but I make sure that I'm picking up things, I'm putting things where they belong, and it's made an incredible difference in the clarity, in my mood, and just sort of having a routine that reflects me in a sense where it reflects the, the purity that I'm trying to have in my life, the orderliness that I'm trying to have in my life, whether it's ensuring that I never go to bed with dishes in the sink because I'm always putting things in the dishwasher instead of in the sink and doing one or two runs a day in the dishwasher, just certain things that I've implemented to make my life more streamlined and just more orderly. And it has brought me so much happiness to be able to get to a place where I don't even want to be in any sort of mess. It's not okay with me, whether it's the car, my room, the kitchen, always being in a livable but clean space. One other way that I was able to transform my life and live a more beautiful, intentional life is by learning to apologize. I really struggled with this in the past because apologizing can be very uncomfortable. And sometimes I wasn't willing to see where I was wrong in things. And being able to look at things in an objective way And trying to be at peace and live peaceably among all people has been very important to me. Even if we're not friends, even if we don't talk, I like to leave people on a good note to where I've acknowledged where I was wrong and I've discussed it and moved on. So learning to apologize and come back and swallow my pride, be humble enough to tell someone that, yes, I was wrong and I'm sorry I did this has truly shaped me and grown me as a person. And whenever I'm doing anything for God, I want to ensure that I'm as clean of a vessel as I can be. So if I have any problems with anyone, or if I know that I've left people with a bitter taste, or I've done something to hurt someone, even if I feel like I was justified, or, you know, it's their fault, I still take the time to go back I apologize. And that has been a beautiful change in my life. And the very last thing that I'll mention in terms of things that I've done in my lifestyle to change and transform into the woman that I am today is drinking more water. (laughs) Now this seems like kind of silly, but I really struggled with drinking water. I would drink Coke and coffee and juices and all these things throughout the day and I would go days where I would drink maybe one glass of water and it took me getting ill to be able to recognize how important it was for me to drink water so I now incorporate water into my life I drink water as soon as I wake up in the morning I make sure that I'm drinking one or two glasses with every single meal and then I have a water jug that I drink out of every single day and literally try to manage how much water I'm drinking, regardless of how much I'm running to the restroom. It's so important for me and my body, my skin, just every function. Because as you get older, after you're like in your early thirties, you'll start to see your body will start changing and trust me, there are so many things in your body that can go wrong. And most of it has to do with what you are eating and your water intake. So I've taken that a lot more seriously now. And it has definitely helped me with headaches, with just having more energy, with just feeling good overall as a person by drinking more water. Another thing that I stopped doing in order to transform into the woman that I am today is being more careful with my tongue. I used to be really slick with my tongue and was able to use my words in a way that could just like murder a person. I had a very extensive vocabulary from a young age. I was able to speak in a way that really impacted people. And a lot of times I would get an adrenaline rush just thinking about like how I was going to annihilate someone who disrespected me or who hurt my feelings with my words. And so I really had to pull back from that and use self-control and realize that by me doing that, I am responsible for every single thing that I say. And there will be a day where I have to answer to God for everything that I've said. And also just have some empathy and realize that people who say really nasty or hurtful things are saying it from a very nasty place. And I do not want to be at that person's level. I don't want to be in that place with them. And so I choose not to use my words to hurt people and instead use them to uplift and love on people and forget about the people who don't like me. It's okay. Something else that I started doing that really helped to transform me is reading intentionally. I've always been an avid reader. I read to escape my reality. I read for entertainment but I started to read for renewal and for transformation. It was really important for me to start developing certain areas in my life and choosing books that were going to help me get to my destiny. So I completely stopped reading fiction because I just did not need it and focused more on development and tackling certain areas that I needed divine help with trying to stick with Christian authors as much as possible because with books, especially in the self-help category, there's a lot of like new age undertones to them that started to make me feel very uncomfortable. So I had to also be very careful of what I was reading and not just reading anything, but reading things that were rooted in the word of God so that the Holy Spirit can really be there and active and transform me even while reading. So that has been monumental for me. And I try to read at least one book per month if I can. And that's something that I truly do encourage you to do if you haven't done that already. One thing that I also stopped doing, this is more when I was in my 20s, was jumping from relationship to relationship when I was younger, that was something that I did without even thinking about it. If I was dating someone and, you know, we broke up and someone else had been waiting in line, I would go from one person to the next without giving myself enough time to really heal from that relationship, really learn and just enjoy my time being single. And once I did get to a point where that was important to me, I realized the beauty in being single and how much I thoroughly enjoyed being single and what it really meant for me. It was a beautiful time in my life. And I'm so thankful that I stopped having that need to be in a committed relationship and focus more so on how I could get the best out of life with myself and, you know, spending time loving my own company, spending time doing things for myself that I was expecting other people to do for me, taking myself out to dinner and dates and getting dressed up and just feeling good and confident without anyone ruining my mood or, you know, just all of the things that relationships bring that were starting to really get to me. Until I got to a place where I knew exactly what I wanted, how I wanted it to be, and was willing to wait for the person that could give me that. And the very last thing that I'll share in terms of how I transformed is the woman I am today was by respecting my husband, learning what it meant to respect a man. This was difficult for me because I grew up in a single parent home. My father did not live in the house with me. I never got to see the interactions between a husband and wife. And I was picking up all of my advice from music and from TV and watching how those women treated their husbands, which of course, I mean, it's entertainment. It was supposed to be funny. And a lot of times it was very rude and disrespectful. I had to learn what God's idea for marriage was, I had to learn what's expected of me as a wife, not what I feel like doing or what comes naturally to me or what I want to do, because, you know, I have a sinful nature, but realizing what God expects me to do, how a marriage should really function so that I could be in one that was glorifying to God, that was long lasting, And being a place where I could truly feel good about my decisions, about my behavior. And, you know, being a place where... I can truly allow my husband to be in a happy space, to be in a home where he's loved and appreciated and respected, understanding a man's need for respect and not just the word respect, but what that actually looks like in my behavior, what's considered disrespectful. And I had to pray and work on these parts of my personality, even before getting married to understand what was expected of me and be willing, again, to humble myself, put my pride down, and start being that person, regardless of what all the other women in society are doing. So, my love, these are lots of different things that I've done with the help of God to change as a person and transform into the woman that he has called me to be. None of these things happen overnight. And all of these things took me truly wanting to be the woman that I saw in the future versus the woman that I have been all this time. And the Lord will do that for you. If you ask him, if you accept Christ into your heart and you ask him to change you and create a clean heart within you, he will do it. And he will start to nudge you and show you in those moments where you're going back to that old person and help you have the strength and the wisdom to change your ways. God is faithful and he's faithful to his vision for you. Before you were even born, my love, he had a vision of what you were going to be like. It's your choice but it's inside of you. And so it's always pulling at you and trying to get you to be that woman. But you have to decide to say yes and ask for his help. And he will help you be the woman that he has created you to be. Thank you so much, my love, for being here, listening to this podcast and spending some time with me today. I hope that the information that you heard here today will bless and open up your life for you to be the woman that God created you to be. Make sure to follow me on my Instagram page at a feminine impression and my personal page at Dr. Michelle Daff. Also visit my YouTube channel, Dr. Michelle Daff for more information and lots of video content on femininity. I would also love your support in purchasing my fragrance from my brand Fine Forever by visiting www.fineforever.com. And remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression.